The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by PennyMac TPO, the lending partner with the products, people, and technology to serve your customers and help you grow your business in the best ways possible. It's why they say, at PennyMac, greatness lives here. PennyMac TPO is the division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 35953, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. We keep hearing from a lot of experts that a down market is a time to set yourself apart from the competition, but how do you do your marketing in a way that reaches the audience and helps you break through? Welcome to The Principal. I'm Mike Savino, head of multimedia for the Mortgage News Network. Today, I'm joined by Michael Adi. He's chief marketing officer for Velocity Mortgage. Michael, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. So, you know, just to start things off, I mean, do you agree with that premise that, you know, things are down, but that's a time to set yourself apart? Absolutely. I mean, it's actually the time to do that is is before things are down so you can stand out in a down period as the resource to go to. But yeah, if you're if you haven't set yourself apart, you're going to hurt yourself. And, and so how, is marketing part of that strategy then? Well, you know, a lot of people think that marketing is about talking about what you do and how you do it, and it's not. Marketing is about connecting with your potential target audience in a meaningful way. How do you do that? You've got to understand your target audience. If you don't research, understand the target audience, then they're not going to listen to what you have to say. And so how do you sort of, especially people who are just getting into the industry now, how do you understand your target audience? Especially, You don't want to say, well, I'm going to focus on the X segment of the population and put yourself in a small box, you want to try to cast a broad net where your target is really segments of the population. So how do you figure out in your community who your target audience is? So the, well, the first thing to do is to make sure that you're looking at ways to diversify your business, to talk to different audiences. Um, you know, if you're a one trick pony, and you're offering only residential consumer home loans, right? You're hurting right now, right? With refis down, probably predicted to be 70% off, right? That's not a a good thing for you. Purchase transactions will probably remain the same, but you're gonna need to find something to replace that income in a down market, or you're gonna end up losing money. You just can't generate the same amount of revenue. So you need to kind of take a look at what other options are available. So one of the things might be that you offer uh, new products to your same customers as sort of a product development strategy, right? And there, l- let's give an example of that. Um, let's say you're a mortgage uh, broker, you've done some com- consumer home loans with people, and you have people that are in their 60s right now, right? Well, you might want to try to come to them with a, a different product that you can offer them as a maybe a reverse mortgage product, right? Now, the problem with that is you may not know much about that. So moving into a product that you don't know a whole lot about means you have to do a lot of research on the product. You have to do a lot of research in what it is that consume that, that seniors who are 65 and over are getting out of reverse mortgage so you can have a good, intelligent conversation with them. A different example of that might be, okay, I'm going to offer completely new products to a completely new audience. So let's say you're doing consumer home loans, 
but now you want to look at doing servicing real estate investors. You need to do your research on those investors so you understand because interest rates are not the top thing that they're looking at. They're looking at cash flow. They're looking at right now discounted cash flow return on investment from properties that they purchase right now and will it pan out as far as their financials are concerned? Do they get the cash flow out of it? Are they going to get the rental income off of those things? So it's important to kind of dig in and take a look at those economic factors that are driving real estate investors right now. And what's going on is you've got real estate investors, you've got the housing market has you know, got a shortage of supply for single family homes right now, right? But because of COVID, people want to rent single family homes because they want more workspace to work at home. Everybody loves working at home, but it's not great when you're sharing your office with your kids or your dog. Mm -hmm. It's not very professional, right? So they're looking for single family. That means adding an additional room for potentially an office. And you sort of have to understand the mentality of what the consumers are looking for and then what the brokers can offer to investors in order to make that business strategy work out for them. Yeah, my dog slaps my phone out of my hands if I don't pay him. So I can't imagine what he'd do if I was trying to actually do work. He'd oh, yeah. smash I mean, the computer. You know, I, we've, we've had presentations where dogs and cats are asleep right in front of you on the deal. So yeah, it's, <laughs> work from home has changed everything. And... Um, it's put a higher demand on single family homes. And yes, the market for single family homes from consumer home loans is on is, you know, declining because interest rates, once it gets up there, boom, that falls off. Right. Refis down 70 percent. Right. We knew that was coming. Right. Um, but um, as far as those uh, consumers purchasing houses in this market, they're slowing down because they're looking at, okay, interest rates too high. It adds too much money. It's not affordable to me. Well, when people can't buy a house, they have to rent, right? Mm -hmm. Now they're going to want to rent a single family home, but they're going to pay a higher price for that, right? Once there aren't any single family homes, then it's multifamily that you want to go look at. So you need to learn about each one of those consumer audiences, and then you need to look at what investors are looking for. Number one, hands down, independent real estate investors, um, typically the guys that are doing 10 properties or less in terms of in their portfolio, they're looking for cash flow. Yes. Right? How can I get the right amount of cash flow from this property? And they're doing some very sophisticated analysis, like a discounted cash flow, the same way that somebody would look at buying stocks, right? Is this a good time to buy the stock or should I wait? To buy that stock will what what is its discounted value right now and what will it be what will it return to me over whatever period of time that i want to hold it they're very sophisticated people if you don't understand that language and you don't understand what they're doing you need to kind of get an education it doesn't take a whole lot of time there's a lot of articles that are out there that'll help you do that but it, it just means putting in a little bit of work don't miss the largest regional mortgage show in the nation. The New England Mortgage Expo returns to Mohegan Sun in Connecticut, January 12th and 13th. See us at www.nemortgageexpo.com. Start your year with the best connections in the industry. Dozens of sessions, scores of exhibitors. It's where success is written every hour. www.nemortgageexpo.com. So you've 
say you've learned a new, you know, whether it's you've, you've started to learn about reverse mortgages or maybe you've learned about some programs that can help first time home buyers. Mm-hmm. You're learning us something that'll help you with a segment. How do you then get the word out and reach them and reach them efficiently? Yeah. I mean, you can take out an ad on TV saying, I know reverse mortgages, yeah. but you're talking to a small segment of the population. For a, for a broker, like an independent broker, let's say, that, that doesn't have a whole lot of resources behind them, probably the best thing you can do to drive interest in those products is to do local online search advertising on Google. That's paid search, right? Which means you gotta have a website that shows you know what you're talking about because Google did this thing a while back which they call the zero moment of truth, okay? Zero moment of truth is when in the past, when it was, uh, there was no internet, uh, Procter & Gamble came up with the strategy, which was the zero moment of truth. And what that was is somebody came in to your, um, somebody saw an ad on TV. They came to the grocery store. They're in the cereal section and they see a box with Kellogg's Raisin Brand on it, right? And they go, oh, I'll try that, right? So they buy it and they take it home. And that was the moment of truth. And then they went home and they used the product. And hey, you know what? I, I like Raisin Brand. That was the second moment of truth. And that's how you bought it, got a customer into your brand. Today, what's going on is people don't go to the grocery store, they go online, right? They search for what they're looking for and they're looking for people that can answer that. So that, that question to their search query, when they come to your website, they have to have the impression that you know what you're talking about. That has become what Google calls the zero moment of truth now, which has replaced going to the grocery store, right? Mm -hmm. And you have to make an impression there. Now, the way you get people to come to your your website is to use the keywords that are used most frequently by people that are searching for those types of products. So you've got to do search engine optimization and all that stuff. And most importantly, for somebody that's a local broker, you can't compete against everybody else nationwide. So you want to do things like, let's say you want to offer investment property loans. You do investment property loans in Philadelphia, right? As As a longer tail keyword, so that now you're only competing against the other people that are in Philadelphia or whatever market you might be working in. And so since the digital thing is such an, obviously it's 2022, digital is important. Are, would you say social media is also important to brokers or is this an, an area where, you know, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn aren't really that important? Well, you know, for us, um, we're able to do a lot of targeting on some of the social media networks. We don't do a lot on Facebook. I mean, we have a following on Facebook and we have a following on Twitter. But with what's going on politically right now, you know, that's, that's kind of it's become less popular for Facebook and Twitter. However, LinkedIn is a great area because it allows you to target in on individuals either by what business they're in, by title selection kind of thing, or you can go after um, individuals that have common interests. So you look for investors. Right. And you can focus on that. You can serve paid ads on LinkedIn to those investors. You can do videos on LinkedIn where you could talk to people. Google actually has and they just released it. I just got the notification. We knew it was coming, but it just released it. They have video advertising that's available in their search marketing stuff. So if you do something that says consumer home loans or, you know, uh, investment property loans in Philadelphia, you're probably going to pop up as an ad. Um, in that local area because you're competing with a lot less people. 
Michael, thanks so much. Obviously, it's important that people know this stuff, as you said, now before things get bad. Well, you know, if you if you if you know if you people want to go to our website, which is www.velocitymortgage.com, there's all kinds of articles that are there that they can read in to see about what we do and how the types of products we have for investment. But we also have a broker marketing toolkit and that broker marketing toolkit makes it very easy for those brokers to download materials that has the right messaging in it Mm -hmm. and then get it out to people. Absolutely. Great resource. We'll see some people there. Thanks. All right. Well, the rest of your headlines right after this word. This podcast was brought to you by PennyMac TPO. Visit tpo.pennymac.com to learn more about becoming a partner and starting your journey to greatness. PennyMac TPO is a division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 35953, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. Here's the rest of your headlines for today, August 30. Another company is getting out of the wholesale lending business. This time, it's Mountain West Financial. Mountain West told brokers it will fund all loans locked in by August 20th and closed by the end of September. Mountain West gave no reason for the decision and did not say how this impacts the more than 200 employees who work for the company. Sellers are accepting more buyer-friendly terms, at least according to Realtor.com. Homes sold at or above asking price peaked at 82% in February and fell to 69% within the last month. The website also says that in 92% of all recent home sales, the seller accepted some form of buyer-friendly term, including contingencies, dropping the price, or paying for repairs. And finally, Impact Mortgage is at risk of being delisted from the New York Stock Exchange. The California-based lender said Monday that it received a notification from the operators of the exchange. Impact reported shareholder equity of about $3.5 million, well short of the $6 million required for listing. The company has to provide an 18-month plan for how it will get back into compliance. This has been The Principal, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by T.G. Cotamperor, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Woolock. Mike Savino is head of multimedia, and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate, and the music you hear now is Glossy by Skygates. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com, or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. Thanks for listening.